this interview thing anymore. It's just you and me chatting, man. So uh, let me. Uh, uh, so that sword behind me was the knights. It was like a group of chiropractors back in the. Uh, I think it was in the nineties and they used to like knight each other. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go share this while we're kind of shooting the, you know what? Yeah. Um, so how was Washington, man? It was good. It was really, really cold. Yeah. You're not used to that. Huh? No, no. Where'd you grow up? Rhode Island. Oh, you were, come on, dude. You're just, you're, you're just over it. Yeah. Somebody told me I went soft. They were right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, it's not fun man the yeah. cold is not fun well the problem was was that i missed the snow which was well the snow was there but i missed like the active snow but then this is the craziest story i've told it in like some of the, the videos that i was doing live daily but we're going down like to land and we're like 500 feet off the ground and the pilot goes like maverick style he like guns it and then pulls up and it was, I should say this, it was windy as hell before when we were going down, which is why he did that. As soon as he guns it, massive sickness throughout the plane. People are just puking their guts out. And then no we way. circle because it was so windy. That's why he couldn't land. So then we go around two more times and then land. And it was just as windy. People are just still sick for like 45 minutes straight. Just people nuts all over the place. Disgustingly nasty. I'm getting ill. And then he's like, what I, what I would consider to be at least 30 feet off the ground. And he just hammers it to land because there's like no other way. What airline was, just, was this? Um, it was Southwest. Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't the pilot's fault. It was like, it was 40 mile an hour winds. So it's just like, there's nothing you can do. So, um, so anyway, that was like the worst start. Like I'm with, uh, Nick, uh, uh, provider relations guy, uh, guy at laser spine that I travel with a lot. And we're like sitting, waiting for our luggage. And we just like the whole time since the plane landed, we hadn't spoke. We talked the entire time the whole way there. And then I was standing at luggage. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't feel good still. And he's like, I don't want to talk. Like, it, was just, it was, it was rough. But after that, it was all good. <laughs> Man, so what uh, What was the whole Washington? Did you go to the ACA thing? Yeah, so it was uh, ACA, it was the RAC, the WFC. It was like the whole gamut of like worldwide chiropractic leadership on that side. Like basically their get together, but it was multiplied because it was the NC, I guess it was ACA, NCLC, then the ACC RAC for colleges, and then the WFC. So all the delegates from all of the chiropractic leadership, let's say from around the world. So like chiropractors from like Somalia, China, they all come because it's the world federation of chiropractic conference. What are they all? So what, what, what's, I know the ACA had like, um, and this is me talking. It had like kind of a snooze, not to me, a snooze fest kind of program. It was like all like, like not cool stuff that I like, Um, but what was the world chiropractic talking about? What were they, they just, so it was all so it was all combined. So basically, the the seminar portion was for everybody, and then oh, okay. what the, what the individual groups did is then like maybe the ACA had a delegate meeting one night, then the WFC had their delegate. So it was just was like the session, the vendors, and the seminar was all combined. Yeah. But the um, but then each uh, each group basically had their breakout dinners or you know things like that where they could get whatever they needed to get yearly accomplished. So ICA um, was there too, right? Good question. I didn't. I didn't know. I I, I 
don't know. I believe I saw a, a couple, I didn't see Dr. Reekman from Life, but I believe I saw a few other people from Life up there, but um, but I'm not sure about ICA specific. I know, I know they were in Washington. So uh, there was a lot of noise coming out of Washington after like on social media, like what were the big takeaways that you had from this whole thing? Well, for me, it's a little bit different. So I, I didn't actually go to a single presentation. So I was up there specifically for business meetings the entire time. So I just was in meetings, like what, like whether it was with ACA, People, Standard Process, Cairo Touch, a variety of the, like most of the big chiropractic companies had their C-level executives, so to speak, there. Okay. So we had previously set up a variety of one-on-one -on -one meetings with a lot of, that's why, that's why I actually traveled up there. Um, but, um, but my big takeaways from it were, I did go to a couple poster presentation nights, which are like, you know, it's pretty heady research. It's not like most of the guys doing the poster presentations are not dynamic speakers, right? I think there was some dynamic speakers going on, but I didn't attend the seminar, so I can't. The yeah. present, the typical presentation. But the poster presentations, one thing I'll say is a huge takeaway for me personally is that there, while the presentation was, eh, most of the people are a little dry in the poster presentations. The, is it all data? Yeah, I mean, it's literally like like when they say poster prints, I'd never been to them before. They literally, some of the people talked about their posters during the seminar portion that I did not see. Mm -hmm. But basically the poster presentation was like a hall and you'd go in and they basically had like 80 literal posters with like the research papers and stuff. And then the person who did the research would stand in front of it. And then you can go through and have cocktails and just like chat with the person who did the research, read the papers and stuff like that, which from a geek out research perspective is insanely awesome. What's going on in chiropractic from like a dynamic motivational standpoint, pretty rough. So it's like, okay. but it's, so it's okay, well, let's talk about what you geeked out about. What did you yeah. geek out about? So, um, well, one guy I, I'll give hype on here. There's a, a, um, a chiropractor that I was in school with, um, Charles Gay, and he also is by Charles Penza, Charles Gay, Charles Penza, on, on his publication. So he's done like, he's been published like 21 times, and he, he had a ridiculously cool poster presentation. He does a ton of chiropractic research, but he's actually also a guy who's like, I want to get my hands on people. He's not just a data guy. So he's like, so here's some of what he's researched, for instance. I'm going to like... I can't speak to it. I feel like I'm going to butcher like it's kind of his paper. So I'll try to keep it yeah, blanket yeah, statement. But yeah. basically he goes into a lot of, okay, sham adjustment versus real adjustment. Like is a patient better? How much, how much better do they get? What's uh, a sham adjustment would be just like a thoracic pump or something or. Yeah. What? It would be like a side posture, but with no cavitation and no actual push, but just like okay. kind of feeling them out a little bit. Okay. So, but like he would go into some of that. He was doing some with like um, when you add, uh, if you do a chiropractic manipulation, a, a spinal adjustment, if you do an adjustment and then you add something else onto it, like an e-stem or a passive modality, yeah, does it add, how much does it add? Is that add statistically significant or are you just better? You know, so he's doing a lot of really awesome stuff. Like in him and I kind of talked, we went out one night as well and it's like, Every single option that revolves around influencing the body, like treatment, you know, anything, like you know, it's like there is some placebo effect to it, but yeah. don't be scared of it. Like that's cool. Like there's no, and he's not saying I don't mean to this to be interpreted like he says the chiropractic adjustment is placebo. No, he actually shown that there is statistical significance to the adjustment by measuring the placebo effect. 
Right. But the the bottom line with it is is that regardless of how much placebo, we're great communicators. So let's take advantage of that. So his thing was also with chronic pain patients, getting them in a room, talking to each other, then adjusting them so they know they're not alone. Yeah, yeah. Visualizing doing activities, talking about activities that they once loved that they can't do because of the pain, then adjusting them. What what did he get off the scale for the the real adjustments? What were some of the measures that he was that he was like? Was it uh, feeling or was it uh, interpretation? They would do uh, they would do VAS scale and ODIs. So they would do like a vision like uh, like zero to ten pain. How much are you in before the adjustment? Zero to ten pain. How much are you in after the adjustment? Or an ODI like an Oswestry disability. So like, are you able to walk five feet, fifty feet, five hundred feet? So like disability scores, which is really functional ability scores. They're just called. ODI, the disability score, but it actually measures, if you look at it the other direction, the person's functional ability. Got it. Got so, it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, he, so he's done, I'm actually going to have him as a guest on the evidence-based chiropractor podcast. We were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds so, cool. It sounds like, really cool. Everybody tells me, he's like, everybody tells me that I like, somebody should know who I am. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like you're doing the hard work, man. Like you're like gritting and grinding it out, like measuring stuff in a very... So this- what does he label it? Because here's the big deal, like, right, with, with yeah. the evidence. Do they label it uh, uh, SM or whatever? Is it spinal manipulation? Or what is he labeling it at? I think it depends upon the publication. So, like, he would say, like, I can't speak for him. So the yeah, majority, right, right. majority of his is spinal manipulation because that's the nomenclature used outside the train journals. He's happy. He's been published multiple times in JMPT. He loves JMPT. Yeah. But he also wants his paper in chiropractic, the adjustment, we're the best at it. Like that's all there is to it. Like in yeah. there's, there's something to be said for intent. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. nobody better in a practitioner standpoint, an art and a science. The philosophy, obviously, we we own that. But from an art and a science, a science perspective, which is which philosophy, I take that whichever way you want to. We want people to get better, and we want them to get better with the treatment that we are best at, which is adjusting the spine and, yeah. and, and extremities at times. So it's like. Anyhow, going off on a little bit of a tangent there, but no, no, no. The, 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 you know that's an interesting point, man. Because the the whole um, dude, I grew up getting adjusted to the extremities, man. I go up along. I told you this story. I told many people this story, but I go up along California coast, man, and you know, I get a flying seven, and I'd be like, what, what, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, aren't you gonna adjust my knee? <laughs> what about my, my the way my dad adjusts is like you're literally you're going into a showroom. You're like, I don't want to, I don't want to screw this up. Whatever he did, I don't, I don't know. So I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing about the art of chiropractic, man. I, I'm I'm starting to get really, really qu- not quiet on this, but deep inside, going, what does it matter, man? If you're an upper cervical guy and you're getting results, if you're a extremities dude and you're getting results, if you're AK. You're getting results. I talked to Jim Chester, man. We were at Cal Jam, and we are talking about the power of network. I still don't understand it. Uh, I've had network done by a great guy in Ithaca, um, and uh, but Jim Chester turns to me. He goes, that ain't chiropractic, man. That ain't chiropractic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, I'm going you know what, dude? I, it gives a shit. Right. Right. You know? I don't know. I didn't mean to go by my own ramble. No, I think it's it is it's an interesting point because I think it's like it's it's the double edged sword of the passion, right? That's what I view it as. So it's like the passion is what gets people so boxed up, so to speak, and like this is this isn't this is this isn't like. But it when you take a step back, which is hard to do, and there's been plenty of chiropractic 
you know, people went to jail. Like, I mean, it was, it's serious. I mean, we don't need to harp on the past. We need to worry about what's going on in the future, but it's like, it, it is a serious talk about precedent. It's a serious talk about nomenclature and semantics. Those things matter. But the bottom line is on the whole, I don't care whether I call it an adjustment or a manipulation. If mm -hmm. it's done by a chiropractor and the patients are getting better as a result of it, function, and better, again, is it our, I'm saying that specific, purposefully because it might be reduced pain, it might be improved function, it might be uh, more rest, it might be less days in a hospital, less pharmaceutical use, um, which you know, clinical guidelines have shown, then it, I, I, I want people in chiropractic offices like 10% utilization ain't good enough. Is you, are you concerned about the PT movement? I mean, cause here's the funny thing, like we're moving away, like there's a lot of movement to move away chiropractic from subluxation, yet I see more PTs using the term subluxation, right? And maybe, and maybe I'm just ignorant on, on the way or the purpose of their uses of, of subluxation, but yeah. you, kind of what you're harping on there a little bit, um, there's obviously the, the, it's more of a fear like internally for that personal chiropractor to go, don't, make me be what I'm not, what I'm not, right. you know, and, and don't take away what I own. Right. But are you concerned about the, the because you can, I, I'm hearing as long as it's by a chiropractor. So does right. that tell me that you're concerned about the physical therapist stuff? Well, I mean, long-term, yeah, not short-term. I think everybody mm -hmm. that's getting, but I think it's important to be cognizant of it now. Like I'm not hot and heavy over a physical therapist being, there are going to be physical therapists out there that are better adjusters than many chiropractors, but most chiropractors are better adjusters than every physical therapist. If a physical therapist has only adjusted somebody or manipulated somebody for 10 years, they do nothing else but that, they're probably going to be better than a student coming out of school, just based on experience. It's a skill. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, that's the art, right? That's like the art of the art of doing it. So, you know, depending upon their training and their, their technique, they can be very skillful. There's no question about that. But I will put our ability to see a patient, yeah. talk to a patient, identify the patient's needs, speak to the patient on a patient's level, and then perform the adjustment. And if you choose to do ancillary modalities, that's fine. It's not my thing, but that's okay. But, and then have the patient go forth. So I'm not too concerned. Also physical therapists, their, their billing is so different. Like they're booked, like they book in one hour time slots, 15 minutes at a time, therapeutic exercise, manual therapy, quote unquote, might just be a single 15 minute slot. Their billing is completely different. Yeah. Their codes overlap, but like they're built to work in one hour blocks with four codes. Like the whole system is built so different. I feel like people get like so anxious about it. And it's like, why don't we focus on doing what we do really well? and communicating that appropriately and the rest will take care of itself. That's not easy. We've been at it a hundred years. And to me, the last generation did a lot of great for our profession. And, but they also took advantage of a lot of good times in with insurances and things like this in the eighties. Yeah. But now it's time for us, our generation to take the foundation that they've, they set in, they, they had to go through the, M, the AMA thing that's done. Now it's time to take it where it needs to go because we have as clean of a slate as we've ever had. It's a dirty plate because there's a lot of this going on, but it is a clean. Well, slate. I mean, yeah, there's just so many different. I, I feel like we're in we're in fast times at Ridgemont High sometimes, and or actually, actually, ten things I hate about you. I don't know if you remember that film. Yeah, and they walk they walk in and uh, and they're like, oh, those are the stoners. Those are, I go, damn, we got the uh, we got the atheist straights. Okay. 
we got the religious traits. Right. Right. <laughs> we have, uh, you know, uh, kind of talking about segue into what you're doing with evidence-based research because I love learning about it. But um, there's a there's a uh, there's an angry there's an angry kind of mob hole of evidence-based people, right? How do you? Yeah. Yeah. I, what are they so angry about? You like how I said about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not angry. I don't have. Um, I mean, I think again. I think it's passion, right? I mean, these there's individuals that are passionate about our profession on all corners of the spectrum of very passion. You know what? Yeah. Damn it, Plus, man. Some we're, people we're, express yeah. that in a way that is, you know, that that can be combative some you know it's just like the patients that you see or the clients that you work with or anything else right i mean some people are going to come in they're going to be open friendly warm for the greater good etc some people are going to come in they're going to have the roughest exterior but the softest inside some people are just trying to give you a hard time so i mean a lot of the I, i mean i think a lot of the anytime you look at the extremes of any faction you're getting towards passion right extreme mm-hmm. passion but you're also getting towards volatility so yeah. I mean, I don't think necessarily not everybody should be in the middle. That's boring as hell. But like if but you got to realize we're all in the same tent. Right. I mean, and, you know, that's challenging because when you get towards one side, when you get way you're doing a good you're doing a good job, man. I got to commend you, man, because you're doing uh, I think uh, I think evidence based gets a bad rap in the straits world and, I, and i'm using these terms because i can because i'm i'm, a, I'm a, and you know me I'm, a, I'm i'm more of a straight you know i i always talk about it i i don't even know what it's like like when we talk about pain stuff i don't understand that to me from a from a consumer side because i'm like i never gone to either my family chiropractic or um I've never gone. Hey Tabor. Hey, what's up, dude? Really enjoy. Well, dude, we really love you too, man. Uh, are you are you having a beer with me? Are you? Uh, it's over there, though. Actually, no. It's over there. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, the <laughs> we're, I've never gone to a chiropractor for back pain, dude. I mean, that's basically what I was trying to get out. Like I've never. And so, is there research being done on what the the vitalistic vitalistic side? Is there something that you're seeing or that you can share with us or is it, are, are they're just not doing it the right way? What, what do you think? The chat, the cha- I mean, it's challenging. I mean, I think it's, it's very, it's very, very, so here's the, here's the, and I am not and I am an interpreter and a marketer of research. So right. I am not a research. Which is, which, so. which is, which is the way we need to present research to our communities. Correct. Obviously people have yeah. to care if, if yeah. you can have all the research in the world, but if you can't communicate it, nobody knows, then nobody cares. Then it does nothing. It's like, right. sure you fall in the woods. so as far as from a, from a, from a vitalistic standpoint, I mean, some of the challenges, I, I think that number one is like the measurements, you know what I mean? Ultimately, if you want to deem like what's in an improvement then, right? So, yeah. so here, here's, here's a take on that. Here's a take mm-hmm. on that. I just read a research study. Um, and I was talking with uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Jason Deitch about this. And it was about people. It was very, who- very straight based, very wants to keep subluxation in. Let's, let's, I mean, he, yeah. he's very open about that. Yeah. 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 And it, I think, so this is, this is a take on that again. It's yeah. not going to fall exactly in that territory, but here's where it gets down to. Here's where I think there's a, there's a golden nugget, so to speak, is that this paper was about the cost effectiveness of having a chiropractor as your primary physician. Mm. Now, what they found, they didn't measure pain. They didn't measure function. 
what they found was an 85% reduction in pharmaceutical use. What they found was a 60% reduction in hospital stay. What they found was a 60% reduction in outpatient surgical procedures. Healthier people. Correct. So that's not saying that that person's immunity was so much greater and they were jumping for joy, but it's saying that statistically over seven years in 60,000 plus patient member months, statistically 85% less pharmaceutical use expenditure on that. Yeah. And we go back to, so you, you, you always love when I post Reggie Gold stuff. Cause I, yeah. are you a Reggie Gold fan? Is that, he's my, he's my, he's my original chiropractic hero. He was. Okay, cool. What did you yeah. love about him? Just the way um, he communicated, right? Or what? Yeah. I mean, I love the way he communicated. Um, I was fortunate to be adjusted by him before, before he passed, which was great and meet him in person, which I was very, very thankful for. But yeah. I also loved the fact that he was willing to I mean, he was willing to go his own way when the time was right. I mean, and you know, there could be different, there's gonna be different sides to every story. Don't get me wrong. But I love the fact that he was willing to say, and I'm not saying this is the way it should go, but I love the fact that he was willing to say, you know what? I want to adjust people, adjust people only. We're going to call that spinology. (laughs) I I think that that's like, that's very a bold and aggressive move. And then it was like, no, now, now there's no fighting, right? It's like, this is what it is. Now you could argue that that is chiropractic and you could argue that, you know, he took, you know, that's a different story. Right. But I love and respect number one, his ability to articulate his ability to communicate. Uh, his hands were very good from an adjusting standpoint. And also he was willing to take a stand and make a change. And those are two different things. There is plenty of people willing to take stands everybody's willing to take a stand, but are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to put in the effort? Are you willing to do something that might be unpopular? You know, some people don't have to, that's great, but he was willing. Reminds me of a certain bald headed dude that that does some evidence-based research. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think there's some parallels there, man. Um, Hey, you're documenting your life. Like, like Gary V would tell you to do it now. Um, What's going on? What, are you? Are you? Do you want to be a TV star? What's what? What's, what's, what's the deal? What's what, what? What? What's the deal with all the camera stuff? Okay. So yeah, that's a good question. So um, so here's the truth of it. So um, like when I first started the evidence based chiropractor, my name wasn't even on it because I was like, this is weird. Then I was like, no, this is stupid to not have my name on. It. So I had my name on. Then I was like, okay. Well, I probably should start doing some audio and like writing stuff and not just reposting stuff. And uh, okay, then I get comfortable with that. I'm like, I don't want to do video, face made for radio, that kind of thing. It's not happening. Sounds like me. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, but there's no better ambassador for the brand when the brand is one person, right? Than the person. So, um, and my career is different. It's unique. It might not be for everybody, and that's a-okay. But my daily interactions range from seeing patients to meeting with executives of companies that are hundreds of millions of dollars to writing copy to going swimming in my swimming pool, and I work roughly 13 hours a day, and I have for half a decade to build up a very robust career on a day job and yeah. a fully sustainable evidence-based chiropractor service 
as its own. So it made logical sense when I started to shoot some video that I was like, I just need to get over this and actually just start documenting it because there's a couple of things that I found was that number one, people still after years still were like, what's the product and service? Doesn't make sense. I'm like confused. And I was like, okay, I'm just, that means I'm doing a bad job. The other thing that I found was that there were still, and this is, I don't need to be a celebrity within chiropractic or with outside of chiropractic, but it was still too many people who didn't, who weren't getting the message. Mm. And there was, and I felt as though it was important to, st to stand, as you kind of alluded to, hey, like the name of the Evan Space Chiropractor, lightning rod, like some people are going to be like, cool. Some people are going to be like, I hate him. And you don't, you know, so I think they it was. Know. Yeah, they yeah. don't even know. It's, it was, it's stupid. I mean, to exactly. me, I'm just, I'm just saying it's stupid, you know? I, I agree. So I yeah. think it was important for me to say, okay, well, let's showcase some of what the brand is about. Let's showcase some of what I'm about and let's showcase some really, as much as I can, I'm pretty, unlike Gary Vee, I'm not the owner of my day company. So I can't bring my cameras necessarily in every single day, but I can take them with me when I'm doing trips. I can take them with yeah. me outside of business meetings and I can talk about things in sort of a way. We're also building a really big program internally, which is also why I need to be careful on what I say until like I get the A-OK -okay, um, to be able to talk about things at length. But we're building a big program that's going to include a lot of chiropractors. And my goal is always to increase chiropractic utilization, get more, better, higher quality paying jobs for chiropractors, and ultimately yeah. direct that initiative. So that's what I've been working on behind, but kind of behind the scenes. And that's certainly what we're at the cusp of, uh, cusp of implementing. So, um, so, it's, so, I mean, I've just found it to be interesting and unique. I think it's, I think I agree with Gary's stuff. It's a good legacy piece. It's interesting. It does feed the ego a little bit. I will admit that, but it also is just a nice, I think it's going to be really interesting to look back on at a few, in a few years and kind of see what's occurred. Yeah, I agree. Hey, are you going to HustleCon? Yeah, I already got my ticket, man. Of oh, yeah, you did. Um, you see who's speaking, Casey. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Casey. Casey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, this is the era of, of dude, I mean, um, I didn't believe this. I was talking to John. So um, uh, I haven't done any plugs because I really just wanted this to be a conversation. <laughs> so this is not meant to be a plug. But obviously, uh, Dr. Langman is going to be at the Cairo Sushi Summit. Uh, we just kind of spoke about Jason uh, Deitch is going to be there with Bo Pierce representing the social docs. Um, but I was talking to John Kim, who's going to be presenting and John, uh, just got, uh, his first company five, nine, which was cloud software, uh, for like call center technology, okay. um, just hit billion dollar, uh, billion dollar static. I mean, so he's the 31st, what they call it. It's a unicorn in, in, in Silicon Valley from a, uh, a, a startup to uh, IPO billion dollar company. And he was just talking about the fact that, you know, eight years ago, he told me we were talking about, we were walking down Mission Street in San Francisco and he was telling me to get a haircut. <laughs> and because uh, I had really long hair. And he goes, dude, you, you are your brand. He goes, do you understand what you're getting into? He goes, we're, you're, you wanted to be a rock star all this time because I back in the day, I wanted to be a real rock star, you know. And ironically, me and, me and Dr. Lane may both uh, play and write. You write music too, right? Yeah. 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 So there's there's an inner rock star I think in a lot of us, but uh, the the this generation of of innovators now like Casey and Gary and you know now they're becoming one name people right Grant Cardone, right. they're all doing one thing, 
They're all documenting everything they do. Right. Uh, now, if you threw a dart on what a lot of these people are saying during the time when they're documenting, you could pick up like a nugget after nugget after nugget. So my, my concern is I think people like you and there's other people that we work with in this profession, they have a lot of shit to deliver. They have a lot to, of, of something to share. I'm also concerned about the fact that there are people that <laughs> shouldn't be sharing anything. Maybe I'm one of them. Nah. <laughs> um, but uh, what excites you about this and what scares you about this? Yeah. Um, well, one thing I, I will I will say, it, although you weren't going to plug it, I think it's important for anybody that has been thinking about heading out to the Cairo Sushi Summit. I know that I got an email from you and I was talking to you about it the other day that the hotel block, the hotel prices are about to go yeah, up. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so everyone's going to buy it literally on Friday next week. I know what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> so it's March 31st, right? March 31st is the last day to get the best rates on the hotel. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So anybody that's watching that, that is thinking about going, kairosushisummit.com. Um, should buy the ticket now because ticket prices are also going to go up. But certainly you want to make sure you get on the hotel because the hotel price is going to go up. If you're going to go, you'd be wasting money if you waited. So just do it. So, well, thank we'll, you. Thank we'll you, man. You got thank it. You. So, um, so, about the documentation, like what gets me excited is like, I think it's it's interesting to see. So I, you know, sometimes just talking, I don't do a ton of just straight up candid stuff because I don't have a camera with me all the time, but I'm yeah. having one with me more and more. And I actually got massive amounts of, I got hours and hours of footage in DC of everything, including interviews and that's all being edited right now. So I think it's cool because certain things just pop up, right? Like in the natural course of like our conversation right now, like things just come up. And if we were just having this on the phone, you and I, like there's stuff that's lost in translation. There's kind of cool stuff that people can pick up on. And I think that that's really, really important. The thing that is scary about it is, I guess a couple of things, like number one, as I said, I think I have a face made for radio. So yeah, like when you look at yourself on film and you hear yourself talk, you're like, yeah, this is weird. Like that's not like awesome the first time you see it most for most people. And then yeah. the, the other component is, yeah, it's a little bit weird. Like when I'm walking around and I have a guy with a camera right next to me, like, but the same thing as like somebody on the real world 20 years ago, like you get used to it after about like two hours. And then yeah, you just as long it. as you're not doing it while you're in the hot tub, right? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, but it's like, so, I mean, those are things, but to your, to your point, I'll say one thing. Like, I do think it's like, everybody should do their best. But to Gary V's kind of thing, like, and again, I'm people might be turned off by the way I do it. That's a okay. But it's like, I do think that there's going to be a time real soon where chiropractors as a whole, like, especially when they're promoting their own business, should really get a little bit of training. Like, I mean, you and I, I both know that we kind of, we kind of know what we're doing. Like you got, we both have good microphones. I have lights going on. We kind of know what we're doing. We know the program that we're using. We know to be close enough. We know not to be, you know, this far away and have the monitor like up our nose. Like there's a lot of stuff like technique wise that I think is very important. Now there's also the flip side that says raw, 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 raw. I'm on both sides. I love raw Facebook live. And then I like my video guy to make a ridiculously polished video that I want my production, something I never talked about publicly. My production is going to, in the way that I want my production of my videos to be better than every single chiropractor on planet Earth. Yeah. And I want every chiropractor to up their game as a result of it. I don't like, you know, it's like, as Gary would say, you know, I don't want to push other people's buildings down. I want to build the tallest one. 
Well, my and I and I and I appreciate that. And I get that. Um, I really admire people that kind of have that. Like, hey, I want my overlays to be top notch. I want to make sure my audio is really great. I'm not that guy. I'm kind of the you know I'm I'm the plaid shirt Nirvana grunge guy. But I think there's places for both. Um, my biggest concern is content. Wow. It's, it's such a cliche. It's just if we keep flooding the the bandwidth waves, if you will, with uh, bullshit promos that really don't deliver. That's that's why I love just talking with you and having a conversation because I, I've talked with people before who just they're like um, here I, I they send me like their their uh, script essentially you know and and even sometimes their script's good. I mean it, it, but if it delivers something, I my big point is I want everything that we do. Uh, to have at a core that you walk away from it, whether it's an article, a, a live cast interview, whether it's um, an email. I can't stand, you know this between me, you and me, I can't stand just sending an email. I think I've done two emails in a year that straight up like buy our shit. Yeah. I can't do it because I feel dirty. I, I feel like if I don't give you something, like something to process or something to go away from, like, oh, that's something like I was reading James Altucher today and I got an idea for the email that I wanted to send out this evening. And it was just like, uh, you know, uh, things that we don't talk about, like, uh, James Altucher's on one side, you know, Grant Cardone's like work, 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 work. Mm -hmm. James Altucher's like, no, get your eight hours of sleep. Cause you can't right. be focused if you don't, you know, yeah. and guess what? <laughs> They're both right. 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 You know? Right. So, um, that's, that's, that's my concern. It's yeah. finding your personal balance. Yeah, I mean, I think with anything like that, yeah, it doesn't matter the medium, right? Whether it's email, whether it's video, whether it's at t a copy in a magazine, whether it's whatever. Like, it's all like a television show. Like, you want to laugh or cry if a television show is just if it, a television show that has no storylines and infomercial, right? So it's like it just it doesn't matter the medium as far as how you want to communicate that. But I agree that every chiropractor. It, um, as everybody starts using video more, you should be able to deliver something that's educational, inspiring, engaging, like yeah. something. Like you should make the audience feel something. It's not always just about buying. It's that, again, you know, we're harping on Gary V today, but it's like the jab, 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 right hook. You got to throw a few jabs. And as he would say, again, it's not, it's not uh, give, 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 take. It's give, 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 ask. Like, so... You know, it's and it's all about what you've given in coordination with what you may ask for. Hey, speaking of jab, jab, uh, left, right, uh, yeah. Canelo uh, and uh, Chavez going on the same time that we're going to be in Vegas together, plus yeah. your birthday. Uh, any chance that Canelo goes down? Um, I am a because uh, you're you're my boxing dude. They're both my rivals. They're both yeah, my yeah. least favorite boxers. I in, can't stand Canelo, man. Honestly, yeah. between you and me, the, uh, but uh, he's been dodging Triple G for two years. He's supposed to fight him in September. He's gonna, he's gonna wimp out on that. It's uh, he's being protected by Oscar. It's bad, man. So, is there a chance that Canelo goes down? Yes, I think yeah. Chavez Jr. is a horrible boxer who is no better than a club fighter except for his father's name. However. Right. He does throw a hard, hard punch, yeah. and he does take a punch. Technique-wise, he's terrible. And who's your uh, dude right now? Cotto, man. Miguel Cotto's my dude all the way. Cotto, Cotto, love over here. Love Miguel. Miguel uh, Cotto's my guy, and obviously, like Triple G is probably my second guy. 
Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Linares. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are, I mean, I, 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 Cotto ultimately is my, is my, is my top guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you think the Mayweather, uh, Conor McGregor fight happens? Don't care. You don't care at all. <laughs> Won't watch it. It's a sideshow. It's a joke. Uh, I saw uh, footage of um, I like geek. I, I like I like watch Mexican TV. One AM boxing where there's more people watching it, meaning me in my house than the people live. And um, so I'm like, and so, but the so specifics in the technique are are you know right? Is that why you're watching okay. it? Yeah. So yeah, and I've watched McGregor sparring sessions that were like spy cammed from when he's been quote unquote training. Yeah. He cannot win a Golden Gloves title in any of the 50 states. His boxing is so horrible that it's, it, is, it is true. Dan Raphael from ESPN has written about this. It will be negligent in the boxing commission that approves that fight if the money wasn't being paid, and it will be. But even if it will, if it, they should be suspended to approve that fight. That would be the equivalent of practically no better than me fighting Miguel Cotto. I, and I'm a Mayweather hater. I think Mayweather, I am. I despise the persona. He is a very talented defensive boxer who has earned way more based on marketing. And yeah. I do, don't like his style. Anybody that was surprised by the Pacquiao fight doesn't know anything about boxing. Um, that's historically how he's always fought. And he will get hit by Conor McGregor maybe two times around if Conor McGregor's lucky. Yeah. Mayweather will throw... 45 punches per round, land 43 of them. McGregor will throw 50 and land two. And at the end of it, Mayweather will win a unanimous decision because Mayweather hasn't knocked anybody out since I was in high school. So it's like, and then everybody's going to be like, boxing stinks. (laughs) And it's like, what? (laughs) Like, what? So so I'm understanding now because we've had this conversation off. This is why you don't like UFC because there's no you don't you don't like the technicality. There's no technicality to you. Or, yeah, the boxing called the sweet science for a reason. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, man. There's 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 art to UFC, dude. There's art. Uh, now the the person who likes watching it in me is the barbarian who's you know got two shots of whiskey in me and wants to see someone kill someone. <laughs> but um, it, it's our, my grandfather was a boxer um, back in uh, uh, I believe in the Bronx or Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, dude. So when we're talking about Mayweather, I mean that's a great segue into the fact that the one of the reasons he's maintained his his kind of authority in in that profession is the fact that he knows how to market himself. Right. Right. He's a brilliant marketer. Right. I mean, he, I, he knows the story of what he wants to sell. Uh, he knows how to pick his fights. No, no pun intended there. But that's the same thing we should be doing in chiropractic or any type of business. Right. Yeah. Is is understanding what fights you need to pick. And and being uh, cool with uh, boasting yourself. Uh, so, talk to me. Let's go back to, to some evidence based stuff. From what, what was there anything else that you you saw that was like, oh, I can't wait to kind of you know re- repurpose this back out. Um, so, a couple things I think. Like one is the first time I got to meet uh, Jerome Fryer, who does these models for dynamic disc designs, and they're the most realistic. I might have one up here. They're the most realistic spine models that you're ever going to see in your life. So yeah. I was able to catch his like full collection. So he has there's oh, torn cool. torn discs in here. These things all move. There's actually jelly that comes out like as a disc herniation. So anyhow, this I'm moving it really fast. I apologize. That's cool. No, no, no. 
So he has these for every single level of the spine. One side has the nerve roots, the other has the lateral recess stenosis. It's, they're basically the most ridiculous things you've ever seen in your life. So it was awesome to be able to see his full line and meet him because I've talked to, I've talked to him a bunch. Yeah. I, have one, I have one of them. Now I have two of them, but, um, but those were super cool. Um, it was interesting. You know, I knew a lot about standard process from, from chiropractic school because uh, they were really, you know, embedded, so to speak, at, at Palmer, Florida. But it was yeah. really interesting to know that they kind of go, uh, as I think I coined, <laughs> I don't know if they've liked this, if I said farm to capsule. <laughs> not farm to take. I like that, dude. So, I, are you going to go out to the farm sometime? Maybe I'd like to, but I, I totally had either not. Dude, known it's off the hook. They, yeah, they have their own. They do it all. Like they are, like farm processing one mile down the road, I guess, and it's all like right there, and then out to the docks. So it's not like you're getting. I think something. there's a little big love stuff going on over there. I'm not. They're they're not paying me, so I can. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no, but they're they they have systems, man. They have yeah. that I've, I, I'm very impressed with. So you, what did you learn from them that even though you kind of known about them forever? Um, that I didn't know that they were 100% professional series. So it's only docs that can buy the product. So there's no consumer. Oh yeah. And they're, uh, this is the cool thing about them is that they, um, th you'll find on Amazon sometimes people trying to sell them, they get them shut down like ASAP. Right. And um, they really want it to be a consultive experience because they under, you know, the biggest thing is if you're getting on a lot of their protocols is that it's, it's really hard because of the patient compliancy, because it's a lot of stuff. Right. Um, so you really need to have someone that can educate and, and give people the, the right, uh, you know, the right stuff. Right. Uh, if, the best thing that can come out of me. Um, so you got to hook up with standard process, but was there research stuff that else that you saw otherwise or, yeah, that's a good question. I, I and I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head. Aside from aside from uh, Charles, Charles goes by Chaz. So aside from Chaz's stuff, um, I didn't dive too much into too many of the other papers. I know that there was um, there were some other very very interesting. I mean, what I could see with the poster presentations, but I'm not going to be able to articulate like specifically. But there was everything from like class four laser stuff to upper cervical adjusting items to functional. I mean, the, the breadth and depth, as I typically say, of what I saw was really deep and wide, but I don't have like a great like take home message because I just was like, There's a, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Like there was just a lot of stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I thought like the poster presentations that I saw were awesome. The event was extremely well put together from my behalf and taking the meetings with really the executives at most of our largest companies within the chiropractic was extremely productive. But from a seminar standpoint, I can't speak to it because I didn't I didn't actually watch a single person speak. So it was meeting, 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 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. So uh, just long days. All right. So and, and you got some longer days coming up, man. You got yeah. um, Life Vision. Well, actually going to Jersey first, right? Uh, Life Vision, then fly to Jersey from Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Now, Life Vision, you're going to be uh, with our two uh, dudes over at Social Docs. Um, who else is joining you over there? Any, is, is, is Tabor joining you? I am not sure. Tabor's on. Tabor's still on here. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure who else is on the panel. That's a great question. I know that uh, uh, Jason and Bo are kind of deciding it. I'm happy to go along for the ride, but I don't know exactly if the schedule has been 100% finalized. But if Tabor's here, maybe he can break it. 
<laughs> yeah, be cool. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to go to Jersey and you're going to yeah. actually be presenting on what topic? Yeah, so that's uh, my core topic, uh, interdisciplinary communication and research, the, the, what I've lectured on the longest amount of time. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, chiropractic research, highlighting chiropractic adjustment, safety, efficacy, cost effectiveness, and how you can use that to market your practice to other providers in your community. So it's a main room presentation. I'm pumped. There's supposed to be hundreds of chiros showing up. So I can't wait to, to go there. Who are the biggest providers when you when you talk about interdisciplinary? Is it is it internal? Is it uh, neurosurgeon? What would be the top two providers that you think uh, Cairo should be presenting yeah. your research? You know the the marketed research that you curate for them and make it digestible. I should yeah. say, right? Yeah, yeah. Number number one is always primary care. So thirty for multiple reasons. Uh, primary care is who you're co-managing patients with, whether you or they know it or not. So you have opportunity to showcase that patients are coming into your practice, getting well, staying well um, through your case notes. So. Um, that's a good opportunity and why they should be on it. Also, primary care doctors, 30% of their practice daily is related to musculoskeletal, quote unquote, complaints. So right. low hanging fruit, that's just logical. Like, so um, that's an easy starting point. What I recommend for all of our members is a list of 50 docs, 75% of that list being primary care, uh, internal medicine, 25% being subspecialty related to what you enjoy seeing in practice. So if you would like to have a pediatric practice, the, bot, the last 25% of your list is pediatricians. I like seeing expecting moms. I had OBGYNs, midwives, doulas. If you're a sports med guy, but still the heart and core of your list should always be primary care, internal medicine, because they are seeing a lot of spine complaints they don't have good tools. They are looking for good tools, but they don't They don't know want it. the patients. Correct. They want they to want refer them. them. Yeah. They want to refer them. They refer, obviously, they basically prescribe NSAIDs, refer to PT, or refer to another orthopedic or neuro. Um, we're just, we can just go into the whole, the whole evidence-based chiropractor program right now. But, um, so oh, cool. It, and there's like massive low-hanging fruit with all of those. I say low-hanging fruit with endearing terminology because if you've received zero or one MD referrals last month or last year, you're starting at nothing. So don't worry about the high-level concepts. Right. Get the first one. Like, and then you can worry about expanding into your ideal. Um, but you also should be looking for your ideal. That's why 25% of your list is people who resonate with you. You want to find the docs that resonate with you. It's why it works for it doesn't, I don't care how, how you practice within chiropractic. If you mm. are, if you are the straightest of the straight chiropractor, well, there probably is a medical doctor, unless you live in Wyoming yeah. and maybe you live in Wyoming and you find this guy, but that doesn't prescribe medications, but only does holistic and he's an MD. That's but, true. So yeah. you got to find them and you use the same thing. The same tools apply. Find where you can add value to their practice. Find how you can right. use pain points for them. Update them with research because they're not busy. If chiropractors don't know it, if you don't know it, they damn well don't know it. And then make sure you follow up with case notes. It's very systematic. And then have a conversation. Find out what they're currently doing and where you can add value and where you make things easier for them. It's not like rocket science, but what happens is chiropractors are so flim-flam. It's not their fault, but they're like, I met with an MD once. It didn't work. Well, what was your plan? Um, well, I talked about chiropractic the whole time. Well, if they came in and talked about pharmaceuticals the whole time, you probably wouldn't be too amped either. So it's like you got to like, you know, you got to work it a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I'm getting in presentation mode right now. This is like, no, that, that, I like it. you wrapped up, man. I love it. How, are you still uh, seventy five bucks, ninety nine bucks a month? What is your seventy nine a month? Dude, that's a steal. Yeah. Okay, I'm. Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm. Can I tell you something? Yeah, I think you should be charging about one hundred twenty to one hundred fifty dollars 
for your program. But that's just my take. And now, like you didn't see, like I didn't sign up for Tristan like uh, VC chat. <laughs> um, no, I think it's a steal, man. I at seventy nine, seventy nine. Um, oh, dude. Yeah, average case. Why, value why isn't time. everyone on this? I know you're probably you're like you're like well, dude. That's like the dumbest question of the night. Uh, well, uh, well, that's a good. No, it's a great question because yeah. the truthful answer to that is I need to continue to build my audience and I need to clearly distill my message. There is no reason why sixty percent of the profession should not be utilizing my service. I never expect to have hundred percent penetration, but the service is so ubiquitous to the practice of chiropractic, yeah. and the opportunity is so ripe. Eighty nine percent of PCPs have said people ask them about chiropractic. 11% have ever referred a single patient. It's the biggest opportunity in chiropractic. But um, but I need to clarify my message, getting back to what we talked about earlier, with video, with audio, with email. People need to understand the product and service better, and then buying it becomes a complete afterthought. Wait, sounds like I just asked the question, why isn't everyone utilizing chiropractic care? Yeah. And that's the same answer. <laughs> Correct. Same answer, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Cool, dude. Uh, I think I think anything else going on in your world you want to share? No, but uh, but why don't you give? I'd love to hear. Um, why don't you give a, a, a rundown of everybody who is going to be out in Vegas? Oh, as God. many off the top of your head. So, um, so Cairo Sushi Summit is taking place, as Tristan said. It's over my birthday weekend, the first weekend in May. Uh, my birthday is May seventh, which is the closing day of it. Um, but there's going to be really, I keep saying it's going to be, you know, it's like entrepreneurship times chiropractic. I mean, it's really a mashup of how chiropractors can grow their practice in a modern era. And it's everything. Thanks, Jennifer. Um, that was cool. Yeah. It's, um, I agree. I it's, agree. It's really going to be an awesome event. I'm super excited to hang with everybody. Um, and I think all of us are also, you know, whether it's myself, whether it's Tristan, whether it's Jason, whether it's Bo, Grant Cardone might be tougher to grab, but I think we're all going to be available, apt to talk. We want to hang out. Yeah. So people should come. It's going to be an event. It's going to be cool. Ticket prices are going up soon. Hotel prices are going up next week, but uh, hit a few people that are also going to be there. Uh, you know, I'm excited about I'll start kind of with Wednesday night because it's the opening share session. And I know a lot of people are going to be coming in Thursday or Friday, but the people that can make it out Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, look, I want to state right off the bat. This is anytime you guys, you know, leave your practice, you're investing in something. I've always I always throw out there. If you're not happy with this event, I'm going to pay you back. Like that's how much I believe in this. But Wednesday night we start with a CE class. Which is right up your alley with with Dr. Laura, who uh, you've you've met before on yep. virtually, who's going to be talking about how she's utilized cancer or use, utilized chiropractic with her own cancer. She went through stage four uh, uh, colon cancer. Uh, she did do chemotherapy, uh, but after every chemotherapy session on the weekend, she would get adjusted, uh, and she maintained. I think she was getting adjusted twice a week, sometimes three times a week during her during her treatment. Uh, and she measured her own results kind of with her own, um, you know, uh, pulse oximeter and, and kind of looked at her own metrics and just, you know, checked in with how she was feeling. She's also a big proponent of using CBD oil. Um, so I, I don't think she's going to talk about that, but uh, she's going to talk about how to build your prenatal practice and how to what, what she's looking for mm -hmm. so that we all know what a Harvard trained surgeon wants. So that's exciting. And then we got some young uh, students that are going to be talking there. We got Rose Panico. Uh, Rose is in our, our Kairo Sushi group. Uh, I believe she's uh, she's at the tender young age of like 91, I believe, uh, and she's very spiritual. So we have this this like like this just you know uh, 
Willy Wonka land of, of chiropractic starting out Wednesday. You, you can get your straight of the straight and your, your, your geeky of the geeky. And uh, then we jump right in Thursday, man. I'm excited about Charlie Ward and Liam Schubel, uh, Keith Wassong. Uh, Saturday, we got our Friday. We got Bo and Jason starting out in the morning uh, and Lori Morgan and uh, Harris Cohen is, is kind of coming out. Uh, he's, he's, he's an NLP genius. Uh, so I, he actually helped train Tony Robbins wow. and, um, and, uh, then we have Brandy McDonald and we have, uh, Willie Kindred and, and Jeffrey Cotton game. So, uh, that really, those, those core days are going to be really, really chiropractic centered. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Saturday is going to be what I call the entrepreneurial you know, standpoint. We have John Kim, uh, who was, I talked about earlier, uh, John is the uh, founder of a company called uh, Five Nine. You can Google it. Actually, if you Google John Kim's name now, I, I texted him the other day. I said the second related search to your name is net worth. John Kim net worth. <laughs> I, I go. That's when you know you've made it. That usually um, means it's higher than zero. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so th- this is who I'm. I'm most excited about bringing John into this because John and I were a part of a company called Doctor Base, which he was the CEO and. Uh, we were co-founders in that company, and uh, John was not really involved. He's like, I said, let's start selling to chiropractors. He's like, chiropractors? Uh, he's like, tell me more. <laughs> and so he's learned a lot about what we are all about, and I think he's going to bring an interesting – he's kind of like the angry Asian Gary V, as I like to say. <laughs> um, I'm going to give him a shot of rum before we go out there together, and I'm going to interview him. Basically, it's going to be an interview style. And I'm just going to whisper rich dad, poor dad, uh, because he gets really upset about uh, uh, rich dad, poor dad, dude, because uh, he's telling everyone how to be an entrepreneur and he, he's not, he hasn't done anything. So uh, he's really, really aggro about that. And then, of course, we have uh, Ryan Bones, who's our new president at Cairo Sushi, Dr. Aram Tahir. Uh, Aram is just um, – she's just – I call her a chiropractic goddess. She's the Cleopatra of chiropractic. She's worked with Fortune 500 entrepreneurs. Um, the, she she can change literally in an hour of working with her. She can help you in, increase your revenue by thirty thousand dollars. I guarantee it. Uh, she's I'm working with her behind the scenes. I have full disclosure. Um, I go through my own shit. I have to I have to kind of get grounded, get focused, and and she just is amazing. And then we have uh, Rick Wren. Uh, from a famous Parker alum and, and not alum, but he's a Parker dude uh, and the one and only Grant Cardone. And then I'm most excited, man. I mean, Grant's great, but uh, Sunday we have the social media panel for those people uh, that really want to rev up. So this is really what I call the closing because now you've gotten all the communication. You've gotten the, the uh, how to do better analysis and better report of findings. You've gotten, uh, you know, how to up, your motivation. Now you can bring it home with how to sell online uh, because this is where we're at today. And I have uh, Nicole Colley, uh, Sean Andrews. We have Billy Sticker, all, all these guys that, and girls that were, were really a part of a click together. And of course we got you, dude. Well, I'm, 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 I'm excited about what you're going to be talking about retargeting, man, because nice. I need to learn. I need to up my retargeting game. Man. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm not doing good. And I think there's a lot. I think there's going to be enough people that are like retargeting, and there's going to be enough people that are like, I need to level up my retargeting. So it's going to be a good mixture of people there. So uh, I didn't mean to go down all that list, but there's a lot of people. It's a it's a big event. No doubt. 
Right. Don't want to miss it. It's the first thing. I, bigger than that, man, I think it's like, I think you know this, and you knew this along before you were even kind of a part of it. You, you knew it was going somewhere different than a lot of other places are going. And so it's time for us to pull our big boy pants up. It's, I, I truly think we need to be looking at chiropractic as software as a service in that mindset. We need to really start looking at it as a utilization tool and, uh, you know, one of the things James Altucher was talking about that I was reading about today is uh, if you're selling a service, you you really need to clarify that you're selling a product. Even if you are a service provider, most software companies started out as a service. Even even at DoctorBase, we were selling, uh, you know, Google AdWords management, building web, all the stuff we didn't want to be because we had to get customers. Right. Um, but you have to say you have a product. And I think that's the biggest problem that we have in chiropractic is what is our product? My answer is you, the doctor. You are your product. It's your two hands. Uh, there's no other product out there like that. Um, obviously, if you if you have really great adjusting skills, uh, so you have to start selling yourself. And the uh, medical world's the wild wild west now. We have MDs that are uh, OBGYNs who are doing cosmetic surgery. We have uh, dentists who aren't trained on orthodontry doing uh, Invisalign procedures. Uh, it's a weird time, man, in healthcare. Yeah. So yeah. it's time to get our, our shit together, become a better business owner, become the CEO of your operations. I, oh, doctor, you know, that that reminds me, Dr. Alok Trivedi, man. That is one dude who I think is going to blow. I have my sleeper for like a couple of the days, and I think uh, Dr. Alok's going to blow people away. Um, I think Lori Morgan's going to blow people away. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to shut cool. up now. <laughs> no, no, right on. I think, I, I mean, yeah, the lineup's killer. I think the event's going to be killer. Obviously, you got, you've got you been doing your homework, working overtime, making sure that it's going to be what everybody that shows up asks for and more. So, Oh, yeah. And David Fletcher, because you know what? I don't know if you know CLA, man, uh, the, the, the um, CLA technology, the inside equipment, man. David Fletcher's going to be there. We have some really great partners and vendors too, so I think that experience is going to be fun. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited because it's just going to be a mixture of party, a mixture of business development, a a mixture of uh, masterminding Mm -hmm. on the side. I think you're going to grab people, like you said, and start going out. And uh, any good book recommendations? Reading material to prep. Hmm. Uh, Well, I just been talking. yeah. Tools of the Titans, Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Tools of the Titans. Yeah. Uh, that was a sneaky book, man. That was a, you know what? That was a sneaky book. Let me, let me talk about this. Cause he basically just took all his podcast and threw it into a book, all the best parts, which yeah. I mean, it's genius. It's genius. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking the guy, but he's got a best start. Tools of the Titans. Really good. Um, I've been uh, crushing on James Altucher all night. Uh, Choose yourself. I think is just a phenomenal book. Uh, but you can also go to jamesaltucher.com and just go through like like seven years of blogs. And I think that's how he wrote his book. Right. You know, I think I think uh, a lot of the books that are out there. Um, you were we were talking about reading stuff the other day. You you what else you got on your night? What do you got on your nightstand? Well, I have something that every chiropractor should have on their nightstand. It's called Marketing Chiropractic to Medical Doctors. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> you can find it on Amazon. It might have been written by one of the gentlemen doing this interview. Who seems to be speaking right now. So um, no, the, so 
So for real, go to Amazon and buy it. But other than that, um, um, I would say on my nightstand right now, I have uh, .com secrets, Russell Brunson. I'm in the middle of, I'm still trying to finish Robbie Robertson testimony, which I think we talked about a little while ago. Yeah. The band. Um, and then Gary V's latest book, which is kind of a combo book in the style of Tim Ferriss, not based off podcasts but really a mashup of things. So I'm reading currently Tools of the Titans because it's so long, it's taken me forever to get through. It's like 800 pages or 2,000, I don't know, it's long. Um, the Gary V book, Russell Brown. I, I, just, I skipped all the health, I, I, I skipped the health section. <laughs> I, just, I just was like, no. I want to skip right to the I read, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, well, I think I read like the Kelly Slater one because I I, um, I hung out with Kelly once at a, a SummerSlam at rest, a wrestling event. Nice. <laughs> and uh, he was there with the Gabrielle, and, and we were all sitting in the same. Actually, I was sitting next to Adam Devine from um, – if you guys ever look at my Facebook profile, there's pictures of, of me from the dudes of Workaholics because I used to go to a bunch of wrestling stuff in L.A. And uh, I used to get really good seats because uh, I was um, – I, I spent a lot of money. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm going to, so, um, anyways, uh, I think that uh, I, 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 where was I going with this? I don't even know. Oh, uh, I read the, I read the, uh, I read the Kelly Slater. So I read the Kelly Slater section, but um, I'm reading To Sell Us Human by Daniel Pink. Okay. Um, yeah, I've heard really I, good things about that. I, I really like that. And um, I picked up. Uh, I actually got Dr. Tahir, who's going to be speaking at the summit. I, I I got her for her her birthday. I got her like a Grant Cardone book, but there's a little um, little coffee table version of Simon Sinek's book, which yes. is really cute. So that's that, that's that yeah that's that's on my nightstand. And then I read today because I started writing an article about it. I reread. Uh, and I encourage everyone to read this is cast to be chiropractor by Liam Schubel and, and his buddy Judd, uh, Liam's going to be at, at the Cairo sushi summit. And, uh, there's some really inspirational, it, it, he really taught, he just tells a story about how he got to a thousand patients a week, what he had to do. Uh, I was really like, I didn't know this about him, but he was, he was actually a security guard, uh, for, uh, the weekend and he had two shifts on the weekend, uh, two back to back 12 hour shifts. And he would study for 24 hours. And that's how he got ahead in his class. He had the largest student clinic. And so, uh, Cassidy chiropractors is, is another one I'd recommend. Right on. And right Tim on. just wanted to, he's like, yep, that's the book. And that's, so that, I didn't even know you had that book, man. Well, you guys send me a copy, dude. Yeah, yeah I will. Uh, uh, we might do a little, little promotion on that maybe in the next couple of days. Uh, yeah. like get, Buy this book and get a fifty percent. I don't know. I'll think of something. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. 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 Uh, whatever you want to do, we can make it happen. I love. I just love chatting with you, man. Every everyone always tells me after we're done talking, they're like, "I really just enjoyed talk, listening to you guys." So I mean, it must be a good fit. Right. On. So um, go enjoy those. Uh, is it humid down in Tampa right now or what? Oh yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Go enjoy the bugs, man. Well, do. And I'm gonna go uh, hit my put my head in the snow, and we'll do this sometime soon again before the summit. And I want to hear about how uh, I might actually go visit you in Jersey, like we talked about. But um, yeah, guys, thank you guys for staying on. A lot of people stayed on for a little bit, so yeah. um, thank you guys so much. Indeed. And uh, any follow up questions, leave them in the comments, and uh, Tristan and I'll get to it next time we chat. Thanks, guys. Be well, man. Talk to you see soon, ya. Jeff. All right, see ya.